Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of the League podcast, the only NBA podcast that talks about every team every week. As always, I am your host, Jack, a.k.a. Jokic Joe Star, joined as always by my co-host, the world-famous Pablo Escobar, and you are tuning into the two-hour extravaganza. We are breaking down fucking Yuta Akatsu's domain expansion from Jujutsu Kaisen. Holy shit. He's got, a bu- he's got a bunch of fucking swords in there. Guys, he can do it. He's, he's not on Fraud Watch anymore. Uh, yeah, so other than that, trade deadline this week. Um, some exciting basketball. The Nuggets just beat the Lakers. You're going to have to subscribe to the Patreon if you want to hear us talk about that. I'll cook. That'll be the whole episode on there. I promise. I guarantee it. Oh, my God. Uh, Pablo, how you doing? I'm doing great. We have a good amount of patrons already. Get in there, everyone. It's going to be a blast. And we are, we are, uh, the, the sooner you do it, the more important you are. The $5 will remain the same, but if I, if I'm, if I see your, your username like six months from now, and I'm like, oh shit, that guy was here week two, I'll, I'll give you priority. And I remember everything. I, I'm really good at remembering names and dates and things like that. So yeah, tap in, lock in now. State or patreon.com slash state of the league. It fucking rocks. We're having a lot of fun over there. Um, Top of the league, the Celtics, 3-1 and one in their last four wins over the Atlanta Hawks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Indiana Pacers, and then that loss to the Lakers without LeBron and Anthony Davis. I don't have a ton to talk on them actual play-wise, but they did trade for Xavier Tillman from the Grizzlies yesterday. I like this for Boston. I'm curious on your thoughts around this. Yeah, I, I like Tillman. Um, I really liked him as a prospect. He's like... He's, he's a little smaller than you think. He's like 6'8", I think. Um, but big body guy, massive wingspan, um, really long arms, really smart uh, player, uh, really smart short roll passer, and just like, just I think a good passer overall probably. Um, I was looking at his numbers. In He he didn't play, he plays like more limited minutes. So it's not like the biggest sample in the world. But um, his scoring numbers have been pretty bad this year, like 21% yeah, horrible. from three, um, like 56% at the rim, which is really, really bad for a center, um, for a center who's not like creating his own shot off the dribble and stuff like that. So um, I, at first I was like, oh, this is awesome for them. But then I remembered Namias Keda and I was like, I hope this doesn't take away from Namias Keda because I think at this at this point, Namias Keda might be better than him. Well, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Namias Kate is probably getting bumped down in the in the depth no! chart. No, 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 damn it! He was gonna he was gonna burst onto the scene. He was gonna save a playoff series for them, and he's <sighs> he's buried behind Xavier Tillman. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, offensively, Tillman is pretty gnarly this year. Um, uh, especially as a scorer, like you mentioned. I don't really think that's why they brought him in, so I'm not too worried about it. It's just mm-hmm. nice to have like another reliable defender in the front court in case uh, Porzingis or Horford goes down. I think if Porzingis goes down, like that's a huge hit that you wouldn't really be able to overcome, even if you had like a very legit, even if you had 
I don't know, for some reason, Paul Reed just jumped into my fucking mind. Not that he's like some god tier. <laughs> not, 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 not like he's some god tier offensive backup or anything. But if Porzingis goes down, Boston's going to fucking feel it regardless. However, uh, the Tillman move, it makes me feel like they could handle uh, an injury to Horford a little bit easier, um, which that's one of my big questions with them heading into the postseason. It's just like, what does that front court depth look like? Luke Cornett, he's not he's not moving the needle for me the way he does for a lot of people, believe it or not. I just uh, I don't see the vision there in those minutes. The green but, uh, that's a great nickname. <laughs> Holy shit. I've never heard that before. The Green Cornet. Um a reference to the Green Knight starring Dev Patel. Uh definitely no other media that sounds <laughs> like that. Um yeah, that's really all I have on the Celtics. They still fucking rock. Um, they haven't. They've only played like two games since we talked about them on the Patreon. So not a whole lot of new game film to discuss. Do uh, you have any closing thoughts on them? Yeah. So they also got Jaden Springer in a trade. Oh shit! For, yeah, yeah. I wrote a lot on that for the Sixers, but I guess I forgot to come back up and touch on it with the Celtics. Shoot on Springer. They so Jaden Springer is a monstrous defender uh for a guard like out on the perimeter out at the point of attack he also can like sometimes uh offer some rim protection i think he's like six four he's super young he's 21 years old uh just a just a complete monster like might be uh like if he got minutes he might be like uh Derek white drew holiday level if he's not on their level he's like one below um the only issue is he can't do anything he can't score anything else damn yeah, he, that's the story <laughs> he can't score at all so uh we'll see we'll see if um they're gonna do anything with that if maybe we'll see if they're in like nba fan fiction mode where uh you know nba fans will be like uh they'll just say that some older better player on the team can teach someone how to be better like um like if the lakers drafted a forward like max christie they'll be like well, he could just learn passing from LeBron, and it's like that's not how that works. Um, so, but I maybe maybe the Celtics were like Drew Holiday and Derek White. They'll teach him how to be good uh, offensive enough. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's yeah. especially funny to take that approach to just the entire like half of the game that is offense. Like <laughs> yeah. maybe they could just get him passable at, at like he's not good at anything right now. All of it. Maybe they could just like be a floor raiser for him. But he is a fucking, I mean, terrifying on ball defender. Like, uh, really shades of um, Suggs this season is what I got when I watched him. Like, he's just in your fucking grill all the time. Annoying to go against. He was really pissing. Uh, he didn't get run in the Nuggets game. I don't remember. I think it might have been like the Warriors game where he was just going at Steph Curry and he played really well against him and it was very impressive. And I was just like, fuck, that must be really annoying to to play against. I wouldn't want to do that. So, yeah, he's a very engaged guy. Super fun to watch. And with, with Boston, it's uh, they at least have like enough wiggle room offensively where theoretically you can get away with playing a non-factor <laughs> if you get the right combination of elements around them out there because you have – like if Tatum's on a heater, especially like just draining step back threes and whatever he wants, doesn't really matter. The rest of the offense you have out there is you can afford to have a bad guy, but uh, you can't like like if if it were to boil down to him playing serious rotational minutes, his offense would be something that defenses could target when they approach Boston. 
But yeah, I, I like the pickup for him, definitely. And I don't really get the move from Philadelphia's standpoint, which we'll, we'll get to later down the line, but I didn't love it from their perspective. Yeah, it's it's really like, you really can't lose this if you're the Celtics because all you did was give up a second round pick. And then uh, like worst case scenario, it feels like if Holiday or White go down, then you have this guy on the bench waiting. And obviously he'll be a worse version of them because of the offense, but you you won't necessarily have to change a whole lot defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then best case scenario, he's only 21 years old. Um, you play him more. Maybe they will. I don't know if they will. Cause Philadelphia kind of ignored him. And even like, I would have liked to see him get more minutes. I know, but, but like there's, it makes sense that he didn't get minutes cause he's so bad offensively. <laughs> um, and so maybe that won't change on the Celtics cause they can't exactly just like play him these like experimental minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, either, either way it's like, it's like high upside, low downside move. That's, that's really smart. Um, Jalen Brown entering the dunk contest. Oh shit. I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. Okay. All-star in the dunk contest. Feels like it's been a while since that happened. He also liked an, an anti miles bridges tweet, but then he unliked it. So I don't know. I don't know where we stand, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's the first, the first, like, I hope they see this. I hope he's that guy. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, he's he's interesting to me because he's like fucking a genius as far as like academics goes. I remember like uh, the pre-draft stuff was freaking the fuck out of him. That's what they were telling us. Yeah, <laughs> but then when the Kyrie shit and and I don't know, I understand that like from a uh, like employee perspective, which is what you kind of need to adopt when you're thinking about this. But like when the Kyrie shit happened with him posting uh, that documentary link and everything, I remember mm-hmm. Jalen Brown being pretty like pro Kyrie's ability to do that and not mm-hmm. really face consequence for it. Um, and that I was like, Jalen. You were you were in graduate classes at Cal. What happened? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this uh, the Miles Bridges tweet based. I understand for political reasons. He probably had to go back and unlike it. <laughs> I I'm projecting my fantasy that he did. He wanted everyone to get the screenshots of it, and once he saw those circulating, he was like, "Okay, I got to go get rid of that now. I might be playing with this guy at some point in the future." Uh, yeah. Um, I, I like where the Celtics are at. Uh, I think Jalen Brown, I think the dunk contest is still going to suck. I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't think he's going to save it. I think it might be like, we've, we've hit the limitations for what the human body can do. Even guys who are like dedicating their entire lives to being creative, new dunkers are doing shit where I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's kind of impressive. Okay. He, he got, he got that. Jordan, Jordan Klingon's not, not wowing you anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. Like it would be cool if it, if I didn't have access to this uh, information and they just like busted it out at All Star Weekend and I had never seen anything like it. Sure, but I don't know. When I go on like Instagram, I never get them on TikTok. I always get them on Instagram. It's reels where guys are like, I don't know, almost getting super sick dunks off. And I'm like, damn, it's an empty gym, but that, that's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. It just doesn't really have the aura that uh like Vince Carter's original honey dip or something had that that's that's the cool shit that's what we're trying to recreate maybe get an old uh 
camcorder out there, and that'll get the vibes going once again. I have some big time ideas that they can they can use. Um, my I've I posted TikTok about it before. I'll I'll give you one of them. One of my best ones: donkey okay. bars. They line up a bunch of hoops, and you swing from them, dunking like catching lobs and dunking it, and then swinging to the next with left <laughs> and right hand. Do you picture it? Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's. I don't. I think they don't really take the time to try and be creative about it. I think they they they're like a day or two beforehand. They're like, oh crap, I gotta do this thing. Let me let me try and think what to do. And then, but if they, if they dedicate themselves, if they wanted to hire a dunk contest consultant, you'd be surprised, Jalen Brown, how cheap it could be. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> you I think are we'll, are you the consultant? Uh, maybe, 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 maybe. But and well. We don't know if Jalen Brown will do business with my kind based off. No, <laughs> Jalen Brown hit or hit or miss on a lot of on on issues, but he's been hitting lately. Uh, hey, he, there you go. Yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Jalen Brown, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just joking. This is all satire. Uh, that's that's the thing we got to say at the top of every episode. We've never said anything sincere on the Internet before in our lives. And if you want to come on here and call us fucking stupid to our faces, absolutely. Yeah, that'll go up on the Patreon and we'll bump it up to $7 a month. We'll be like, fuck, Jalen Brown's on here. Um, <laughs> second seed, second seed, second seed. This shocked me. I didn't realize. Uh, I know the Cavs are the hottest team in the league. When I saw they took second away from Milwaukee, I was like, whoa, holy fuck. Uh, they're 4-0. <laughs> 4-0 in their last four wins over the Wizards, Spurs, Kings, and Nets. They are in the midst of an eight-game winning streak. They are 15-1 and in their last 16. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Jared Allen got so mad last night. I've never seen Jared Allen get mad like that. He shoved Ben Simmons hardcore, and then they went on a 21-0 run. Does this team, do they, do they have the shit to them? As Ryan Russillo would say, he said, this guy's got some shit to him. Um, I, I don't know. Um, Maybe the shit came from the Knicks series. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just so... Uh, it's just so stupid to have that be like the defining moment. It, like I, I can't get over that mentally. What happened in that next series? And so, <laughs> even though like that's that's such a gambler's fallacy type thing, where it's like, oh, it's gonna happen again. It does scare me. This was nice. Uh, Jared Allen, a little bit of a dog in him moment. Uh, ben Simmons. Uh, it was weird. I didn't. I didn't like watch the game. I just watched the clip, so I saw Ben Simmons. They got tied up, and he really tossed his ass. Like I was like, Ben, what the fuck, dude? And Allen got back up and shoved him, and it was I don't know. Lots of oh my god, pushing each other. <laughs> Cleveland lit him the fuck up. Um, I'm curious how this would have gone if Brooklyn was like a better team, and we got like a very heated. Like, this just leaked into the rest of the game, and it was very toxic and physical, and we got a super fun close fourth quarter instead of a 20-point blowout because one team locked <laughs> in and started trying. But, yeah, shout-out to, to Jarrett Allen. Shout-out to Ben Simmons for giving us a little bit of beef. Um, I also like that they beat the shit out of Sacramento. That was a, <laughs> an impressive win. Like, they, it was like 30 points, I'm pretty sure. De'Aaron Fox went for 19 points and one assist on 47% true shooting with three turnovers. Real real testament to Cleveland's defense there. They've been phenomenal. Evan Mobley has been super impressive since his return. I was pretty uh, questionable about him and Allen like, 
fitting together and whether they could maintain the success that they've had in his absence. He has really only contributed to the success since he's been back, so that's been very promising. He's been shooting the three super well in small volume, but um, I never contextualize my numbers. So, like, 47% from three, that's the same on nine attempts that's that it is most. on three. That's more yeah. than that. Yeah, that's that's the most. There is no minimum qualifier if you go – Three of six from three one night. You yeah, you're you're leading the league. I, I don't care. Um, the only the last thing I had, it would suck if they did all this and then they uh, still drew the Miami Heat in the first round. Uh, just because like that feels like if if the Knicks series was to repeat itself in terms of like, oh, you're a bitch and we're physical <laughs> dogs, grr. Feels like Miami is a team that has that in them to maybe do it to Cleveland. Uh. And yeah, um, that that would suck. But Donovan Mitchell, he's fucking rocked lately. He's been on one. He should probably be like, I don't know, in the weird Kawhi MVP tier where it's like, okay, he's not the MVP, but we'll give him a couple votes just because. Uh, yeah, that that's all I got on Cleveland right now. It it's what what you said about like um being excited, except for when you remember the Knicks years last year. Uh, I was listening to Bill and Rosillo yesterday, and like Rosillo said that word for word, and we've been saying that for a little while. Like, <laughs> as soon like, you can get all excited about this run, but then you just remember, like, oh well, they they were really good last year, but then they got stomped <laughs> by the Knicks, and so what if that just happens again this year? So it's yeah, it's we're gonna be in the same place with them until then. I wonder if Miami could be a favorable matchup for them just because. Miami is very small and mm-hmm. like Jared Allen is like bam at a bio size and and uh what's it called it feels like they really got bullied by Mitchell Robinson and Jalen Brunson last year and then um so I, I wonder if they could like I wonder if they could do some bullying with their with their guards against Miami and then maybe like they don't they the size difference doesn't come in for them on the boards against Miami but yeah they're they're playing out of their mind. They they haven't made they didn't make any moves, but everyone was happy. They're like, we're we're good, we're rolling. The move was uh the move is playing Sam Merrill more, you know, just yeah. getting that guy some yeah. That's why that's why it's working out now. Um, yeah. Also, with thinking about Miami, I guess a little bit. Uh, Donovan, that's a great Donovan Mitchell matchup. It feels like like who, who I mean, Jimmy Butler yeah. could maybe like they'll throw him at him, but in terms of like guards. Yeah, it's fucking hero and Rogier's fine. I I think he could like hold his own against an okay player. I think Donovan Mitchell's probably still lighting him the fuck up, and so yeah, I I don't Maybe know. Maybe Highsmith. I don't know. Oh oh shit! I forgot Highsmith hit somebody with his car. Uh, that was that was kind of crazy. <laughs> I um, I think I think he. I think it was understandable, right? Like the yeah, the it was very. Yeah. He he was only like forty five and a forty, and their lights were off and stuff, and they were like pushing a car. So I I hope I hope it I hope he didn't do anything crazy. Yeah, well, if he hits Donovan Mitchell with the car, Miami's probably gonna win that series. Uh, maybe they'll bust that out. The Milwaukee Bucks, fucking trouble in Cheeseland. I'll tell you what, oh. one and three and one and three in their last four. Lost to the Suns, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves. Uh, they beat the Mavs. Holy fuck. I, I rewatched the Jazz like halfway through the fourth or halfway through the third and then all of the fourth. And dude, this is a fucking disastrous loss. No Brooke Lopez, but uh, Dame and Giannis both played and they played the entirety of the game. And 
they played fine by this their standards, but they they were up th- 15 with three minutes left in the third quarter, and then they end up losing the game by 15 points. It was a fucking disgusting game. Did you watch the Jazz game at all? No. Um. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, like, I, the offense, the thing that jumped out to me a lot was, first of all, throughout that entire stretch, they only ran the Damon Giannis pick and roll three times. I had, like, a tally marker mm-hmm. on a piece of paper next what to me did while it I was... <laughs> um, dude, smothered Bobby Portis two-pointers. It was fucking insane. Like, it was so <laughs> disgusting because, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Giannis wasn't rolling hard on a lot of them. On one, uh, it seemed like a designed play for a Portis corner three because he had been pretty hot in the game throughout. And so uh, he got it. He pump faked the three-pointer and then drove and did like a weird mid-range. And then on another one, Giannis screened and then just like rolled to like the high free throw area and essentially like took it was it was just like a post up like it was like the pick and roll never happened at all (laughs) and that ended up with like a weird floater for Bobby Portis as well and it was just like why are we not spamming this because when uh when Giannis or Dame sat the offense seemed a lot less clunky um I get that the ceiling is not the same when you can get those guys rolling but in terms of like what everybody was looking to do when it was Dame out there, they were spamming the pick and roll with Bobby Portis. It was pretty effective. When Giannis was out there, he was driving to the hoop and he was kicking and the ball was flying around. When it was Dame and Giannis, it was just a lot more like, oh, who's is it my turn? Is it your turn? And then on top of that, uh, Jordan Clarkson, I mean, just walked to the rim pretty much all night and Utah generated a lot of corner threes off that, which they were hitting at a super high rate. And with no Brooke Lopez, Walker Kessler was just like an automatic lob threat pretty much the entire time. So that was a, that was a gross, gross game, but they got Pat Bev. They traded for the mm-hmm. belt to ass tour. It's moved to <laughs> Milwaukee. And so uh, maybe, maybe that could help with the point of attack defense. This feels like a pretty direct upgrade over campaign and he's immediately probably the best point of attack defender on the roster. So I'm interested to see what that does. Uh, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of their uh, Minnesota game last night and Dame was out for that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it would, it looked pretty rough, but I don't know if that's just cause it's Minnesota, that Minnesota defense and they were just able to, key in on Giannis fully and they were like hey beat us with other guys and they weren't beating them um but when I when I had it on it was just like Giannis spinning into three bodies it was like Jesus <laughs> Christ this is this is not going well um but uh yeah Patrick Beverly you're hoping this is your savior you're hoping this is the culture setter um I think they loved him in Philadelphia we loved him in Chicago everyone loves him wherever he goes he's a good vibes guy so hopefully He'll he'll bring some good vibes because, but do his good vibes can they can they vanquish Doc Rivers' bad vibes? Doc Rivers is one in five, I believe, as since since taking over as head coach. That's from Stat News, um, and so they, yeah, not it hasn't been going well at all for them. Um, Damian Lillard talked a little bit about how, uh, in addition to. Like he talked about how his divorce is is really hard for him too because mm-hmm. uh, he's going through a divorce and uh, he's he said he's a big time family guy going through divorce and uh, he has three kids and I believe they're all still in Portland so Damn. so not only you have to <laughs> learn learn this like 
come and learn an entire new team the fir- the first time for the first time in when was he he was drafted in 2012 so first new team since 2012 then the coach gets kicked out in the middle of the year and then yeah and your and your coach your player. coach quit because he didn't want to be around anymore the guy that <laughs> yeah. you fucked with from portland he's like that's my friend and your friend's like fuck <laughs> yeah. this i don't want to be here anymore and i yeah can <laughs> I they get him back will he come back for doc <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't mean to laugh at dame going through a divorce but just the idea of like going through a divorce in milwaukee instead of miami um it, like that sucks yeah. i don't know like he clearly he wanted to be in miami and miami probably a good town to be single in i would have no idea but uh milwaukee I think just it doesn't... is better for him media wise because like if if he was in a bigger market they would be on his back they'd be like why are you playing so bad and he'd be like i'm, I'm having a hard time they'd be like Michael Jordan had hard times. He played through them. Um, Kobe had hard times, whatever. So it's like, yeah, this is, this is, Milwaukee isn't giving him that much heat. So I think that's helpful. No, he's a fucking all star starter. They're giving him yeah. cooling pads. They're not giving him heat. I mean, yeah. Though. So I don't know. Um, I, I guess like the big feeling around Milwaukee for me is just like the clock is ticking on showing me something that makes me confident a playoff run can happen uh, because I've been pretty lenient with them in terms of like harsh criticisms and putting a hard cap on their season because I'm like the ceiling of what this team is capable of. These guys are, I mean, they've got the core of a championship team and they're one of the best offenses in the league. And Dame has historically gotten better in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. And now it's just like, I don't know. It's it's the all-star break, and you're fine, but you don't really feel like a team that's going to go toe-to-toe with Denver. You don't feel like a team mm-hmm. that's going to give Boston an extremely difficult series. Uh, or, like, I don't know, if they got into a matchup with the Clippers right now, I don't know how it would feel. So, yeah, it's just uh, show me something. Show me an extended stretch where you don't lose by 25, where the defense looked passable, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's nasty stuff up in Milwaukee, but it is what it is. Maybe Pat Bev is the savior of the Bucks. Um, moving on to the Knicks, pretty interesting team. Uh, very active at the trade deadline. What did you think about them? Let me pull up my notes. Oh yes, okay. So they got they gave up Quentin Grimes for Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks and some other guys, but not. The, um, we'll focus on the big, the big sharks. Um, sorry, Malachi. <laughs> um, but yeah, that everyone, I think everyone came away saying like the Knicks got the biggest dub of the trade deadline. They're going crazy because, um, yeah, Quentin. I like Quentin Grimes. I think Quentin Grimes is good. Um, but for for this year, getting a twenty point per game score, an efficient one, so a guy who shoots like over forty percent on high volume. Alec Burks also shoots forty percent from three. Um. With, and only giving up Quentin Grimes, uh, who wasn't playing well, he would play heavy minutes sometimes. He was like okay playing like thirty eight minutes, uh, but they they got these guys without giving up picks. So um, they're they're still yeah they're for sure better. Um, OG is going to be out for three weeks. Randall's still out. Uh, Brunson just tweaked his ankle, um, so. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see if 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 this hot stretch holds. Also, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, new podcast roommates. 
shout out to the roommates. Um, we'll have you on if you want. <laughs> yeah, we could. We'll we'll go on your podcast. You come on ours. Uh, <laughs> home, home yeah. and home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the pickups for the Knicks as well. Uh, definitely feels like they improved. Um, probably the most of any team at the trade deadline, like you said. Uh, yeah, the shooting gives them a very interesting wrinkle. It's also, it's nice that uh, Tubbs is definitely going to play both of these guys. These are, I mean, like, you have a fucking 35-year-old and then yeah. Alex Burks. So he's going to be on board with both of these guys, and they'll get minutes right away. And for Quentin Grimes, it was interesting to me because it seemed like Quentin Grimes did not play. And then, like, I went to his game log, and I even broke it down into, like, 10-game increments. He's playing 20 minutes per game the entire year. So, like, I don't know. It just... uh. Maybe his minutes weren't that notable, but um, I, I'm happy he's off the team. I'm happy he's in Detroit where he'll probably get a little bit more run. And then, yeah, um, none of their losses recently. They're 2-2 two and two in their last four. They don't feel super scary just because of all the injuries that they've had. I am just curious. Uh, yeah, um, they'll probably need to kind of like restart this hot streak. That's what I think once uh, Randall and OG are back and depending on how long the ankle takes with Brunson because, yeah, it's uh, they've been playing at an extremely high level and maintaining this level of play without two of your three best players, that's very difficult. Um, yeah, other than that, I wish Mitchell Robinson was healthy. That was my last bullet point. Like, I don't know. They rock now, and they are fun, and they are good. And Hartenstein has been a really interesting story this season. But just their defensive ceiling with a healthy Robinson, that would rock. That's really fun to think about. Yeah, I I really wish we got to see them with OG, but without Randall Moore, um, just to see just to see how that would look. Um, but. Yeah, for for now they're definitely better. I think you. I wonder at what point do you start like just going into praying mode, like that Jalen Brunson stays healthy because because he's doing so much, he's playing so hard, and he's playing such high minutes that you're you're like, oh my god, just just hold on, man, we need to <laughs> yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah, it's one of those like if you if someone time traveled and they were like i'm from five months in the future jalen brunson fucking disintegrates three <laughs> weeks from now i'd be like well obviously yeah. he does <laughs> he's playing an hour and a half every basketball game jesus christ but i mean that's kind of in the absence of randall and og especially that's what they've needed ahead of him to be competitive and he's uh mm-hmm. i don't know he's very that's that's what people mean when they say he's a Tibbs guy because he will take that and he'll happily do it and he doesn't complain. He's gritty. Oh my god! Look at all these cool floaters. Look at this oh, footwork in the paint. Um, what do you got? Uh, what's it called? DiVincenzo has a, has been averaging like twenty six over his past like six games. He's been going crazy for them too. Yeah, that was oh, that was another thing I was thinking with about the Bucks. It's just like you're looking at Grayson Allen and you're looking at DiVincenzo <laughs> and then you're looking at like Jay Crowder or whoever you still have on the roster and it's like fuck, man. God damn it. We we couldn't keep the two of like literally the best role players in the league this season and we're rocking with Pat Connaughton. So uh, that's that's tricky if you're Milwaukee. But shout out to him in New York. Maybe the Italian blood is pumping a little bit faster up in up in the, the Mecca of basketball. Maybe he's they on the street. They traded Ryan. They lost a Villanova boy. They traded who? Archie Diakno? Mm-hmm. Damn. Fuck. I know that makes up. 
Hart and Brunson said, maybe maybe the swag's completely dissipated then. Maybe the college vibes are just gone now. That's uh, that's scary. If I'm a Knicks fan, you guys are teetering on a precipice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited for them in the postseason and all that. Uh, I'm also not really, like, terrified. What are they, the three seed, the four seed right now? It would mm. rock if they could get home court advantage in the first round. But uh, at the end of the day, anybody below them it's weird we're gonna talk about the sixers here in a sec sixers pacers heat magic i'm not really like freaking the fuck out if any of these teams jump me and i end up playing like a 5-4 matchup in the first round of the playoffs save for miami that would suck yeah (laughs) yeah um all right moving to philadelphia Jeez, it's it's gnarly times um one and three in their last four beat the Jazz behind Tyrese Maxey's 50-point game, 51 points, a career high, and then they lost to the Nets, Warriors, and the Mavericks. Fairly active at the trade deadline as well. They picked up Buddy Heald and campaign. They shipped out Patrick Beverly. Furkan Korkmaz has been freed from the shackles of Philadelphia basketball, and then Marcus Morris is also gone as well. So what do you think about the Sixers right now? Um, Daryl Morey was cooking, but... We don't know if it was edible. So um, <laughs> he, they, they got the, they got Buddy healed. That was good um, because they, what did they give up? Let's see. Um, yeah, Corkmaz, uh, Corkmaz finally freed uh, Furkan Corkmaz, um, Marcus Morris, and then uh, three second round picks. So they got Buddy healed. That is just, just a net positive. Um, Buddy healed doesn't really change your life. Um, but he's, and he's not shooting 40% from three, but he's still shooting 38% from three. Um, a lot of gravity as a shooter. Cause people still know, Buddy healed is, is a knockdown shooter. So that was a good move. Um, but gave up Pat Bev for campaign. Not, doesn't seem like the greatest move. Also a uh, bad PR move. Cause, um, he told Patrick Beverly that he wouldn't be traded after the Denver game. And Patrick Beverly has a podcast and he told us all that. Um, and so you got to wonder the Denver game was a little while. It was pre and injury. So did that change things at all? Did that make you want to have campaign over Patrick Beverly for some reason? Or, or it might be, you know what? It might be, um, it could all be a, a part of a salary thing. I think they're trying to, make enough room to sign Kyle Lowry. That's like all, all their indications. So Kyle Lowry, hometown, hometown kid, he's going to return at some point there. Um, but yeah, they, they gave away Jaden Springer to the Celtics for basically nothing. And that's your rival. So that feels like an L. Um, they turned down a Bojan Bogdanovich trade um, because the Pistons were like, give us Tobias Harris. And they're like, no, we don't want to give up Tobias Harris. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, big, very, very eventful trade deadline for them. Um, but all they, they, it feels like they're on the losing end. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, Jackson Frank tweeted out that the Buddy Heald move feels like they're anticipating an Embiid return, mm. a- and then the uh, the campaign pickup and moving off Jaden Springer feels like they aren't like they're more looking towards the off season and seeing uh, what that's going to bring. And, and I'm curious, I don't know. He, I, he did get the uh, 
meniscus procedure done, and I believe it was the one that is worse for you in the long term, but gives you a shorter timeline to return. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so theoretically, he could be back in the mix this season. To be honest, I even like if I was a Philly fan, I wouldn't really be desperate for that. I'd almost just rather be like, all right, don't be playing yourself into shape mid-April trying to make the playoffs, uh, especially because they'll probably slide over the next couple of weeks and have a pretty disadvantageous or disadvantageous seating. But I, I don't know. If he's back, he's back. Buddy Heald's fun. I think uh, I, I am a little excited. You made a video about Seth Curry this week that I saw, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like Buddy Heald could maybe scratch a similar itch in terms of like, Oh, Maxie's on the bench. Let me cook on ball a little bit in like the <laughs> he's probably not as good of a passer as Seth Curry is. I think Curry is underrated in that respect, but uh I don't know. And B just has so much gravity that if you're even like a capable on ball scoring guard, you're gonna have a little bit of fun in the pick and roll with him at times. So yeah, um I like it for them, and obviously he's a phenomenal shooter. So that move rocks campaign weird, like we already touched on. They're up two second round picks congratulations those are super valuable in the nba and they always result in very important things happening when second round picks are moved around (laughs) um any other thoughts on the sixers um i how are we gonna how are you gonna view tyrese max how is everyone gonna view tyrese maxi coming out of this stretch because so after Embiid went down he had the huge game but ever since then, it's been it's been some pretty rough games. There was mm-hmm. like eight eight for twenty three, six for sixteen, five for fourteen. So he's been he's been struggling a little bit. So I wonder, are we gonna? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, are we gonna come out of the stretch thinking, oh my god, this guy's awesome. He can carry a team on his own. Or are we gonna come out thinking, oh man, this guy is a complimentary player. He he needs jo- Joel Embiid to to be his best self. I mean. The latter is definitely how I felt about him this season, even prior to this recent stretch. It feels like he had he had 40 against Houston, and that was an impressive outing. But for the most part, he has excelled next to Embiid, kind of thriving in the cracks of the defense that Embiid creates. Uh, he's really good at just like catching people by surprise when they're staring at Embiid. Um, and there's something to be said about that. That's not like a bad player or mm-hmm. anything, but uh, yeah, an extended stretch where he's by himself playing at a really high level and even just elevating this Philadelphia team to like 500 basketball, that would make me feel a lot more confident about him as an individual moving forward because uh, yeah, he rocks. He's super fun. The vibes are phenomenal. And he's how old is he off the top of my, is he like 23? So he's 2020 draft, I think. And he was 19 coming in. So how old is that? So probably 23, right? I'm Googling it, but I'm slow. Hold on. No, not Uh-oh. Max the agent. Oh my god, this is oh he's twenty three. Okay, so we literally didn't even need to do that. He is twenty three years old, and so I don't know for a twenty three year old who uh, has just stepped into the role that he has this season. I'm not like terrified for what this means for his development, but I, if if it's bad the whole time, I could see people kind of losing the swag that started with Maxi this season. Maybe getting a little bit more frustrated with him. Probably not the city of Philadelphia. 
but uh, just like sports media at large kind of losing affection for him. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah. And so he, it, in that 51 point game against Utah, he did, he did have one assist. So is he, is he all buckets? Is he, is he no cooking or is he, can he cook for others? That's so no. funny. Cause he's like, he's, he's not just one of the best. He's like seven and a half assists per game. I'm pretty sure. And his ratio, his ratio is what what's really good in my mind. He's like, uh, like two and a half or three to one assist to turnover ratio, something mm-hmm. like that. It's very high. Uh, he almost never turns it over. And maybe, maybe he's just doing the John Stockton dumping it to Carl Malone <laughs> on the fucking post and just letting him. Those, those are my assists. I'm racking them up that way uh, with Embiid, but uh. Doesn't feel like that way. It feels like he's a pretty pretty solid on ball distributor. So yeah, again, twenty three years old. We'll see, but uh, pick it up, Maxi. I know you're listening. We're disappointed with you over here, man. We're a little bit sad. We want you to succeed. Don't end up a Ferris Bueller Player of the Week. Don't do it. Um, Indiana two and two in their last four losses to the Warriors and the Kings. Wins over the Rockets and the Hornets. Uh. Feels like moving off healed is the correct and logical move, but it also makes them worse in the short term. What do you think about the healed trade for Indiana? Yeah, I thought it I thought it was weird because it was like it for sure made them worse. Um, because they they had a choice either five months of buddy healed or three how many second round or two second round picks. And so they made the decision to get two second round picks. And that doesn't really feel like the move that a team that was in the in-season tournament final um, that was having the Tyrese Halliburton year that, that just traded for Siakam, it, do, it doesn't feel like a move that that team would make. Um, it feels like they're it feels like an admission to me that they're like, well, we're not, we're not going to win this year. Um, so we're, we're not going to go all in because uh, Buddy Heald was uh, pretty poor defensively for them. Um, but the entire roster was poor for defensively. Yeah. For them. And so I, he he gets a lot of blame for that, like probably valid blame, but like he wasn't the only guy, and um, he was still valuable for their offense, um, just in terms of uh, obviously the spacing and shooting, and then just the attention drawn. Like there would be times when uh, two guys stick to him, and then a, a teammate roams free and stuff like that. So he was still like a contributing valuable offensive player, but now uh, they just kind of lose that. Um, they got Korkmaz. I think they waived Korkmaz. They did, um, yeah. And then they they have Doug. So maybe maybe Doug can can fill this role. But uh, Doug McDermott. Yeah. He, Damn, he, I didn't realize McBuckets was in Indiana. Okay, yeah, we can he, we can move with that. He's back. He's back. Prime prime Doug. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Tyrese Halliburton has been um, playing like in in restricted minutes and i he i think he's literally just playing enough enough minutes to qualify for the the super games yeah so yeah so this this season has just turned into a lost one i think (laughs) dude that fucking sucks and and i mean yeah in terms of like a like just a a vibes based guy like halliburton like the whole offensive approach is just like him having fun and getting to where he can skip around. Like once, once he hits that, we're fucking, we're cooking, we're cooking with oil. But in terms of a, like a minutes restriction, he can't have fun in 20, 24, 26 minutes per game. That's no fun. That's boring. 
And so uh, it just feels like he uh, the impact hasn't really been the same there. Uh, five points against the Warriors, I'm pretty sure. Five points and 11 assists on like two of seven shooting. And they mm-hmm. only put up 109 against the Warriors, which the Warriors with Draymond, I'm pretty sure they've been passable defensively this season. I think, I think since they started him at center, I just saw who I, it might have been Jackson Frank again. Uh, like since they put him, since they put him at center, they're like the third best defense in the NBA. I think it's only been like five games or something. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I mean, Dr- center, like baby, he, he has not taken a step back defensively, uh, which we've said on this podcast before. Like he's he's very 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 good defensively still. <laughs> You would love to see the greatest offense in NBA history crack 110 points regardless. Um, yeah. on the, My last bullet was just like, you don't see Trey having games like this. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. So Pacers, it's stupid. The season's not cooked, you know. Uh, the the future looks bright and things are fun, but uh, it's cooked a little bit. Like like we're slow. We're we're boiling the water right now. The pasta just got dumped in. It's crunchy still, but we're we're nearing al dente. Um, Did you hear the Paul George rumors? He hasn't signed an extension yet. It's rumors <laughs> that he's going back to Indiana. Yeah, apparently he would really like to go back there and and play with uh, Halliburton and 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 Siakam. He he could see a future there. Yeah, of, of, I totally believe this. Now that the Clippers are the best team in the NBA, and he's also <laughs> from LA, and also he there happens to be an extension coming up. I'm sure this is not Heat applying. Uh, his his agent applying some heat to the to the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe yeah, maybe he'll. The lights are too bright in L.A. Uh, the the lights of Hollywood, and he's like, I'm not having. I want to go to my quiet country. I want to go to Indianapolis. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to not. I want to play with Halliburton and Siakam, not Kawhi and James Harden and and everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so L.A., don't extend him because I think it'd be fun. Uh, I like it when people do stupid shit for my entertainment. So I don't know who's Los Angeles. I don't know. Tyron Lou, send the word up. There we go, because I know you listen to this. Don't fucking <gasps> extend him. He's bad. Playoff Pete, pandemic Pete. He's not good. Get him out of here. Send him to Indiana. Um, Miami. Speaking of, uh, I don't know, sunny cities and nice weather, three and one in their last four, lost to the Clippers. They won over the Spurs, Magic, and the Wizards. Clippers game um, was an absolute rock fight. And the final score was like 103 to 95. No hero for Miami. That kind of feels like it bodes well for the Heat in terms of like the brand of basketball that they've. uh, built their their themselves up on over the past several seasons like a heat culture game is one where they're it's just like we're fuck nobody's scoring and nobody's having fun and it, it, yeah it's just a couple of cavemen hitting each other with clubs the whole time but maybe <laughs> maybe we could win like that uh they didn't against the clippers rogier has sucked still uh struggled greatly as a shooter he's 11 of 43 from three in a heat uniform that is 25% after being 37% with the Hornets. A little concerning because one of the like question marks around him after the trade was that he was pretty poor as a catch-shoot guy in Charlotte. Uh, like His efficiency was really low on those attempts. 
and those are the kind of looks that he's going to be getting in Miami and probably will continue getting moving forward. And, yeah, uh, they just haven't really gone down. He's, he's His uh, assist to turnover, he's really solid in that regard, and they have started winning lately, like I said. Uh, he's got 50 assists to 11 turnovers with Miami, and I, I don't know. It would be very classic heat bullshit for him to just be like mid 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 this trade's not working out this trade's not working out oh it's the semi it's the eastern conference semis yeah all right 25 5 and 5 for the whole series on like 65 percent true shooting so how do you feel about miami right now the jimmy butler meme is here it's it's um what did, what did they say yeah uh uh, do, does this man care about basketball? That's from October to January. People were asking. They called him a hoe on Twitter. Um, oh, now, we, now we are in the Jim MVP, J-I-M-B-P era. Um, Jimmy Butler's been going nuts lately. Um, and so so they're ramping things up. Um, yeah, I've been – yeah, Rozier has been playing very well for them. I've been thinking about their roster construction um, because they are a very small team like um, – I think Miami fans were disappointed that they didn't go out and get like someone big, but um, mm-hmm. they they did they did already make the Rosier trade. So I, I don't know what kind of what kind of uh, player they can get, but like Bam Adebayo is the biggest the biggest serviceable guy they have. Like they have Orlando Robinson, and they have um, like the tallest guy. He's he's the only seven footer on their roster. Is Cody Zeller, what happened to him? He. I don't think he's there, is he? When I sorted by height on Basketball Reference, get get on Cody Zeller. Where's he at? All right. Well, I mean, and then um, what's it called? But yeah, they're 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 a very small team, and so I was thinking about their roster construction. I was thinking, is have they done like? Is there any? Let's let's assume they get out of the East and they end up against the Nuggets again. Is there uh-huh. any reason to expect that they could win that series? Like, has anything changed? Um, because the differences would be Tyler Hero, Terry Rozier, and Jaime Jaquez. And so mm. I was thinking, how how much does that change things? Does that does that change anything in terms of the Nuggets matchup, or does that just make them better? Not necessarily for the Nuggets matchup, and they would be. Um, they'd be better against other finals matchups if someone else took took the Nuggets out of the West because it feels like um, it feels like when Jokic gets to be the biggest guy on the court, you're just not gonna win that yeah. series. Um, first of all, Cody Zeller plays for the Pelicans now. Um, mm. I'm sure everybody, I'm sure all of our lobbyists were screaming at their fucking phones mm. or wherever you're listening. I'm sorry, guys, we don't know ball. Uh, second of all, yeah, you're right. Um, you're right about the Jokic being the biggest guy on the court thing and just like the size thing in general. If like, um, I guess they get hypothetically better because a uh, hero is better than whoever Gabe Vincent and Rogier should. I mean, Max Struess was mid for a lot of this season offensively. Rogier was really good for a lot of this season offensively and should have kind of flip-flopped recently. Although I don't know Struess's numbers lately off the top of my head. I just know Rogier's been bad as well. Um, so I, I don't know. When you compare them to pretty much every other contender or even like fringe contender, they are handily outsized in a way that intimidates me. Um, like 
Could New York beat them up on the boards? Absolutely. Mm. Could Boston beat them up on the boards? Absolutely. Could Minnesota? Could Los Angeles? The Clippers, not the Lakers. Uh, could Denver? Could... I don't the know. Lakers. Oh, the Lakers probably could. <laughs> they might make it. <laughs> if the Lakers get there, I mean, we have other fucking conversations to have between them and Miami. But uh, yeah. Um, the the Bucks maybe not so much. But even the Bucks, even the Bucks between like Giannis and Brooke, mm-hmm. and then you're like starting to deal with uh, I don't know, the Middletons and Connetons of that team. Like you're still just breaking even with with a matchup like that. You're not really like winning the rebound battle super hard. So like yeah, uh, the size it's a little bit concerning, and uh, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody on the buyout market that they're expecting to drop pretty soon. Which uh, I don't know. That'll develop over the next couple of days. But yeah, they're teeny tiny right now, and that's not really that's not really. I guess that is heat culture that you want to be smaller than your opponent so that you can be the underdog and come out on top anyways. Mm-hmm. But uh, as Wemby far as set- called heat culture inspiring, could Wemby go there? Wow. Wemby's, oh, Wemby, Wemby's a fucking dork, bro. Uh, <laughs> if Wemby went to Miami, he'd be at the club every night. He only reads because he's stuck in San Antonio and there's nothing going on. Um, no, no, he called Vegas dystopian. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Dystopian. Dystopian. Uh, <laughs> damn it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Cause when Binyama, he does not even sound French. It's so, like, I told my girlfriend he was French. She was like, what the, it doesn't make any sense because, like, they're like, Wemby, Wemby. And he's like, yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> yeah, happy to be playing in San Antonio today. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Moving north, northeast in Florida, the Orlando Magic, 3-1 and one in their last four. Lost to the Heat. The Heat have owned them this season, it seems like. Uh, wins over the Spurs, Pistons, and the Timberwolves. We talked about the Wolves on the Patreon episode Probably still their most impressive win as of late. It really showcased a very high-quality defensive performance. Uh, Franz Wagner, 30-plus points in two out of the last four games uh, against (laughs) – it's funny. Good teams, uh, bad performances. Bad teams, uh, the Pistons gave him 38. (laughs) Uh, The Spurs, he went for 34-7-7. And And then when they played against the Wolves and the Miami Heat, he was like Mm – I don't feel so good. Here's 13 points. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me they didn't do much at the trade deadline. We've talked about it several times. They just ride the season out. We'll see what happens. Paolo got the all-star nod. You guys are up. It's fine. Uh, Make some decisions in the offseason. What do you think? I saw you got called a magic hater online, uh, and you uh, you told him to go check out the Patreon. I liked that a lot. Uh, Yeah, what do you think about the magic, Mr. Hater? I'm, I hate these guys. Uh, no. To everyone who thinks I'm a magicator, head on over to the State of the League Patreon episode from last week to see me address these allegations. Um, yeah, they, they didn't do much. Um, yeah, they uh, there's some Evan Fournier rumors. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, damn. <laughs> if, if they weren't, I don't know. Like, there are teams like the Bulls. It seems like the Bulls... Evan Fournier rumors suits them well because it's like, oh, fuck, mm. is this really where we're at? We're at Evan fucking Fournier. We're, we're, we're an Evan Fournier away from contending. <laughs> yeah. But with the Magic, they've had such a fun, surprising season. That it's like, oh, let's go get Fournier. Let's see what happens. Who cares? You know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's not the vibes that should accompany Evan at this point in his career. Uh, sorry, Fournier, but 
It's just what it is. You're, you're washed, bro. I don't know. You're, you're fine. For a team that's as bad as shooting as the Magic are, uh, to be honest, that's probably something that they could use from him. So maybe maybe pick him up. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, other than that, yeah, not a whole lot to talk about with the Magic. Um, the lack of activity from the Chicago Bulls. Kind of a story at the deadline. What do you think about that? It's 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 a disaster. Let's see. What did do? Did I even write anything? Oh yeah, I did. Um, obviously, the front office is a complete disaster. I I it like the Bulls are. We are at the level of gun control where there's nothing to even talk about because like with gun control, it's like, hey guys, we're the only country that everyone has these guns. Everyone's getting killed all the time. Let's do something to. Make sure there's less guns. They're like, well, we can't have less guns. Come on. And then so it's like, okay, so we like every other country. We know the we know the answer to this problem, but they just aren't going to solve it Um, with the Bulls. We know the answer to this problem. They're not going to solve it. This isn't a contending team. This isn't a real team at all. Um, They could have traded Caruso for two firsts. Um, They could have got something for Drummond. Um, They they could have got something for Levine a year or two ago. Um, they could have sold high on DeRozan at his peak. They could have traded everyone at, at different points. They, sh- they should have never traded for Vucevic. It, it ruined the franchise. Um, this, this front office is a disaster. They're worse than Garpex. Uh, the only, the only um, saving grace is Kobe White. Kobe White's been going nuts lately. Um, but even that, like, I, I genuinely... I really don't even want to tune in. I really, <laughs> I, I, I just can't handle it anymore. And and Kobe White was so good last night, but I, it's just completely tarnished for me. It is so ruined. <laughs> I literally, I'm, I need, I need some deaths here. I need some deaths. I need some deaths. I need some, some moving of ownership. I hope when Jerry Reinsdorf. Or I hope whoever, whatever family member Jerry Reinsdorf comes to the United Center after he dies, I hope they get booed um, because he's a, just a disgusting loser and he only hires disgusting losers. And this is they've ruined my life. <laughs> oh, man, this fucking rocks. That was my favorite segment of the day so far. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's so funny <laughs> that that uh, it, it's like a testament to how fucking mediocre and like just poor the uh, the bulls are the this week it's kind of fucking rocked as like if you isolated this week and there was no trade deadline and you just looked at the play and the games and everything that had happened kind of a fun week uh they're three and one in <laughs> their last that's four what they were doing they're like wait we, we're good now why would we're we good. trade we're three and one <laughs> andre drummond had 15 and 15 okay we're not trading we can't trade Stop that calling. Guy. We gotta him next year oh, which uh God. damn i almost dropped a, a prime drummond reference when you said tillman only shoots 56 percent at the rim uh i was like i i used to beef with people online who thought andre drummond was a good finisher because he finishes half of his fucking layup attempts and i was like god damn oh it's not was good he at, it's was he at 50 <laughs> percent yeah yeah he was like uh, in detroit he was like 54 or something <laughs> um and i was just like this is like look at his attempts he's standing under the basket but to be honest in chicago he he's been like a 
a guy I would happily have given up a couple of seconds to add uh, as a backup in Denver. I don't think like his flaws, which are still totally there um, in a backup role, they don't really matter as much. And the things that he does well still really impact the basketball game. Um, yeah, they're three and one in their last four. They lost to the Kings, even though they nearly came back from like 30, down, 30 points down. I'm pretty sure they, they made it a close competitive game. And then they beat the Grizzlies. They beat the Hornets and they came back from 23 points to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. That win fucking rocked. We're going to touch on Kobe White a little bit later. Might be in the awards. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, the ending of the game. It, it felt more like a condemnation of Minnesota and how much they fall apart when they're pressed by a, a good defense that can defend Anthony Edwards well. But at the same time, uh, Chicago's defense, I commend them. They defended Anthony Edwards really well. Alex Caruso looked like a guy that you could get a couple firsts for in that game. And then, uh, I don't know, nothing happened. They're 15-10 and 10 in their last 25 games. This is my, my big bullet point. And who cares? What does any of this mean? Would any sane person rather watch this over a 20-win season that results in a draft pick and a clear direction for the team? I don't think so. Um, every big moment where the Bulls get into like a, a clutch situation and Kobe White passes the ball to DeRozan and he like questions himself and you can see it, he's like, fuck. I want to shoot this, but DeRozan's DeRozan's my my guy. He's he's my he's my uh my OG, and I I gotta give him the ball. He needs it in these situations. He's our closer, and it's like f- he's not. He's not. Kobe, please shoot the ball. <laughs> just just close the game. It's fine. You're so much better. First of all, you're so much better in these situations specifically, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Chicago, you guys should feel bad uh, if you're listening to this. I know you are, Reinsdorf. Uh, if I had cursed speech, I'd say something crazy <laughs> to you right now, but uh, I don't I don't want to hurt Pablo, so I won't do it. How many injuries are we away from the Bulls coming out of the East? So Embiid would have to stay injured. If Tatum mm-hmm. goes out, do you think they beat the Celtics? Just Tatum. Absolutely not. No. If Derek White goes out, could they beat the uh, Celtics? The, 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 the road for the Celtics, Tatum goes out and Porzingis goes out. And then maybe, but even then, Kobe White (laughs) still has to go at like a a backcourt defense of Derek White and Drew Holiday, and then like he gets that switched off, and it's like, oh shit, Jalen Brown's still right here. Um, so So do you need do do you need another out of there? (laughs) Fuck it, yeah, Drew Holiday goes down too. Let's let's say that Drew Holiday. Okay, um, Giannis, could could we could we beat a Damian Lillard led Bucks team? Do you think? Dude, if Doc Rivers is the coach, legitimately anything is possible. <laughs> that 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 it's crazy how much more feasible that sounds than the Celtics question. <laughs> yeah, so fuck it. For the source of entertainment, yes, they're beating right. the Bucks with just Dame. All right, so we're at four. Who 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 else is at the? Who else is in front of them in the East? Um, dude, and we've already seen Mobley and Garland go down, and the Cavs got better. So uh, let's yeah, call so the- so we're three away from them. We're yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> so what are so that's seven. We're at seven. Um, the Knicks. If Brunson went down and it was just a Randall-led Knicks team, I think they 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 might still <laughs> they might- be able to beat the Bulls. Yeah, I mean the def- it's cuz Brunson doesn't really fuck up your defense that much. It just makes the offense disgusting. Um but like in terms of the Bulls scoring, 
if Kobe White's not shooting 55% from three, what is De- DeRozan? The elbow jumpers are erased. They don't exist in a Knicks series. So, yeah, um, that's uh, I, I think the Knicks, you probably need Randall to go down as well. We probably need Jimmy and Bam to go down. Um, who who else? Uh, we you need probably, Halliburton. If, you need, you yeah. need Siakam down. So what? This is like fifteen guys. What a disaster of a decision! Man. <laughs> I mean, this is the worst. And then and uh, then just get like if you even think about seeing whoever it is in the Western Conference. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! If they draw, I, I don't even know. Like what's the nine seed in the West right now? It's still probably a tough, tough matchup for them. Uh, yeah. So the Bulls, they're a little ways away, you know. But every championship run needs a little luck. Uh, this is fact. We, we would know? need the Joker to attack the All Star game. <laughs> that's what. That's what <laughs> would need to happen. <laughs> oh my God, I like that a lot. Oh my God, that fucking rocks. Okay. Um. Well, this isn't Heath Ledger. This is a uh, the this is the Barry Keegan cameo Joker in the the new Batman, the Matt Reeves Batman movie. So, uh, Barry Keegan, you weird little guy, do your do your magic, man. Indianapolis, no one's gonna miss it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then the Bulls, they're getting. Is it literally just all Michael Jordan's titles? Would this be number seven if they won a championship? Yeah. <laughs> okay, they're getting number seven. It's on the way, baby. Woo, Windy City basketball. Um, ooh, equally, I don't know, not equally mid. Nobody's as mid as the Bulls. But the Hawks, two and two in their last four. DeJounte Murray is still on the team. Uh, what's going on there? Um, losses to the Clippers and the Celtics. I don't really expect Atlanta to be in that tier, so that doesn't surprise me. Wins over the Warriors and the Suns. Uh, they gave up a 47-point fourth quarter in a five-point loss to the Clippers. And so you can look the double-edged sword. That sucks. But for three quarters, you were hanging tough with one of the best teams in basketball. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Who's, so those who's last, to say? Those last, uh, those last couple minutes, like, weren't, they weren't canon. <laughs> they weren't canon. Yeah, that was a that was just a movie. Um, yeah, that was like a weird little side plot they had going on. It was scrapped originally in the manga, but then they cranked it out to get a little bit more money. So, um, I don't know. I'm just confused about what this team does moving forward and whether or not Trey is going to stick around through it all because he barely got the fucking all star nod. He he got the he got the reserve nod. And it's just they, like they gave him the Jesus Christ. Okay, here. That's fine. Oh my God, we get it. You're you're cool. You're cool. You make a cool pass. We got it. Ugly. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's not like being in Atlanta has benefited him a ton. Like the roster construction has been super wishy washy, especially when you go through year by year and you acknowledge the fact. Like from day one, Atlanta was like, oh shit, we're drafting a super good offensive guard who, even if everything pans out, we will need to supplement with point of attack defense. Like that has been, it's been common knowledge the entire time. When you go through year by year, they haven't really had anybody. And if DeJounte Murray pans out, I get that moving for him was supposed to fix that a lot, but uh, I don't know. It's hard to pin this long of ineptitude of defense on just like one move that didn't work. So I don't know him. Uh, I don't. Do you think there's a possibility that Trey would ever demand a trade? 
it's it's for sure a possibility there's there's been um more rumors about it than ever now like there's they're saying like it's uh, he could be moved in the off season. Um, there's been Spurs rumors. Uh, people people bring up the Spurs a lot. Um, I think they just want to see Trey Lobs to Wemby. But like, guys, Greg Popovich didn't pick. He was like in charge of picking <laughs> Team USA, right? And he's like, I'll leave this guy at home. Um, so I don't I don't know how much Popovich would love Trey, but I would love to see Trey there. And I would love to see. Popovich, maybe he would be the one to get through to him and be like, "Hey, play off, play off the ball a little bit," um, which which he has played, he has played off ball more this year, um, but just not enough. Um, and then uh, the defensive improvement is legit. I was going through watch. I'm I'm gonna make a how to CV China NBA. Gonna talk about Trey's defense eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, he's it's it's been a better year for him. He's on the come up. If you like subtract his first month or something or his first 10 games something like that he's been like uh super like 60 percent true shooting and just typical 28 and 10 or whatever he is um oh, so super he's... cool wow 20 and 10 <laughs> seen it before <laughs> pal <laughs> he he is very good um but they apparently they tried there was um they were talking to the Pelicans and they were trying to get DeJounte Murray to the Pelicans. Uh, but they were like, we want Herb Jones. And the Pelicans were like, we're not giving you Herb Jones. And so they're like, oh, crap, we're out of time, guys. We were we were on the phone trying to get Herb Jones. We've got to trade DeJounte Murray somewhere else. So, yeah, some something is coming for this team because um, DeJounte wants out and uh, maybe – Trey will want out, and and we'll see. We'll see. I wonder what his trade value is. I wonder if it's back up or or if people are low on him. Um, I don't know. It's it's tricky. If you th- if you do it to San Antonio, maybe get your picks back. That could be fun. I I think his trade values because there's not like the free agent class isn't crazy. So who, if you're who t- is gonna be in it, I don't even know. Because like OKC I, cleared up a bunch of space, but who who could they get? I think no, Carl Anthony Towns isn't and he signed a little extension so he's a couple years off i know it stinks but i don't know who's in it off the top of my head um but like i don't know that's kind of evidence of how it's not good because otherwise we'd be talking about how teams could add this specific player oh siakam uh is a big name he he's uh which like i you you think indiana traded for him understanding they could probably resign him he would have to pull a Kyrie because he's already basically he said a few times like I'm here for good guys I love it here so that would be crazy if Siakam do it 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 would be so funny it's it's is, funny every time it happens <laughs> like oh is, I want to be here I want to oh, be here Yoink. you know what I forgot about um was it Marcus Morris like one of the Morrises didn't they they signed with the Spurs and then they were like actually I don't want to do that I want to go somewhere else do you remember that. Um, it was in free agency a few years ago. No, I don't. I don't remember that at all. That sounds. Uh, I mean, it sounds funny. It sounds interesting, and it sounds like a Morris situation. But uh, yeah, damn. Oh, also, to... uh, what's it called? Bogdanovich. Remember, he was supposed to go to the Bucks, but then then the Hawks stole uh stolen from them. I wonder. I wonder how things would go if that ever happened. Bo- uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bogdan. yeah, not Baldy, the young guy. Oh. Um. Damn, sorry. I mean, uh, <laughs> Bogdan. That's one thing. The Knicks trade when uh, it went through, it was like the Knicks are trading for Alec Burks, and I was like, okay. But then uh, 
Woj tweeted out the full package, and they're like, Alec Burks and Bogdanovich. And I was like, hold the fuck up. You can't brand it as they're trading for the like the worst player in the, the deal. The Alec Burks trade, including Bogdanovich. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. For the Hawks, uh, yeah, Trey, he rocks. He's good. I like him. He's fun. Um, I do think it's very funny if Popovich, like they, the, 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 he ends up in San Antonio, and uh, the press is like, "Why didn't you pick Trey for Team USA?" And he's like, "Well, Trey would fucking suck with international rules. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're really bad at everything he does well. But uh, in here, when they like call the fouls that he he needs, uh, not needs to succeed, but you know, he, he it's better for him when those show up. Uh, yeah, he rocks now, and I think he would rock with Wemby as well. Uh, but yeah, the Hawks. I just hope they're not the new Bulls. They're not locked into it like the Nets. They're not locked into being mid, even though they don't have their own pick for a little while. But uh, it just feels like shit's a little bit different because they still have high assets that they're willing to sell on if shit were to come down to it. Whereas the Nets, oh, stream or streamlined transition. Uh, we're heading down or up to Brooklyn. The Nets are one and three in their last four. They sent Royce O'Neal to Phoenix for Keita Bates-Diop, and I don't understand what's going on in Brooklyn. Uh, how did you feel about the Nets at the deadline? Yeah, they like like we've talked about before, they have all these guys everyone would love to get in trades, and they don't want to trade them. Um, they got rid of Dinwiddie. Um, they brought in Dennis Schroeder, so that'll be interesting. Could, could Dennis Schroeder... Um, could he could he go in Germany mode? Could could we get Dennis Schroeder and just a bunch of tryhard guys and and it's like oh we're we're back we're back on top we're taking over the world that's that is the only interesting possible outcome <laughs> for this Nets team um but yeah they uh, Dinwiddie yeah they all hated Dinwiddie and so what what is going to happen with Dinwiddie because uh, he like the Wizards hate him. I, it seems like he's he has a growing reputation of being not the most well liked guy. He's trying to push crypto in every locker room. Mm-hmm. He's just like, guys, look at this. I mean, you're going to be up 500k in a couple days. And every locker room he goes to, he costs guys like hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> with financial advice. And they're like, Spencer, shut the fuck up, leave, please. Um, yeah, for the Nets. I don't know. Schroeder over Dinwiddie, especially this season, feels like a direct upgrade, even if he doesn't go Germany mode. Um, maybe maybe they won't be so bad. Uh, they've, they've been a little bit better as of lately, and maybe with like a real point guard who can average like 15 and 6 on fine efficiency as opposed to 37% from the field or whatever Dinwiddie was on this season, uh, maybe they'll be a little bit better. As far as like where Dinwiddie lands... I think it was between the Lakers and the Mavericks and uh, Lakers fans. If he goes to the Lakers, dude, uh, they are going to like the cyberbullying is going to be too much because yeah, it's a, it's a it's a name that's been around. It's a classic Lakers name where it's like, oh, this guy has been in headlines before and he's had good games and things like that. And then he gets to the Lakers and it's like, wait. You're not good anymore? Why didn't you say that, bro? And then they're just like, your wife should not be alive anymore. I oh. hate you. Go away, pal. Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't believe that, but that's what's going to happen if you go to the Lakers. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just that's just what's going on over there. They're kind of weird. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think he moves the needle for either team super hard, but uh, 
yeah, good for him if he gets a little bit more money, I suppose. Beyond that, Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, it's weird. Do you think, like, uh, Keita Bates-Diop and Jordan Goodwin, a 28-year-old and a 25-year-old, I find it hard to believe that's, like, the best deal they got for Royce O'Neal. Do you think they passed on one and just, like, wanted to sell him at the deadline and just kind of took what they could get or what? Well, I think they 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 also got three second round picks, right? Or no? Um, they got two, and then one goes to uh San Antonio because that's where Morris goes. I'm pretty sure it's a three team deal. Mm. Yeah. So, well, with Royce O'Neal specifically, I think um there probably wasn't that much of a market out there. Um, I think. He's he's not quite as good as like Dorian Finney-Smith or or obviously Mikael Bridges. So that I don't they yeah I don't know. It's if it's not a great sign that uh, Kade Bates' job is is like he's he's pretty young and he's like uh, what is he? He's like six seven with like a seven two wingspan or something crazy. So like on paper he looks like like a perfect three and D guy. So mm-hmm. them getting like the Suns being willing to move off him, I think is not a, not the best sign. Um but yeah as as far as Royce O'Neal, I don't I don't feel like that's the worst return. I just I just feel like you you guys you guys gotta sell other guys. You guys gotta blow it up. Yeah. I, I guess well, they don't that's have that's a... though, but they, they gotta get something. That was my other thing was like uh if you want to be good, why move a player that could help? If you want to be bad, why move one player? Yeah. Like what? What is? What does that do? And then additionally, you said Keita Bates Diop. Uh, he's young. <laughs> In classic Brooklyn Nets fashion, with uh, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and everybody, Keita Bates Diop is twenty eight. Uh, like he's oh, he's, he's twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's been in the league for five seasons. I have. Uh, he was drafted Whoa. in 2019, and he was a 23-year-old rookie. And so, yeah, he's just bounced around a lot. Um, oh, wow. I don't know. I he's fine. But like, I uh, remember him being that old at draft time. That's crazy. Yeah. So Syracuse legend. It just doesn't doesn't add up if you're Brooklyn. What the hell is going on in Brooklyn? What's in the water? I don't know. Um, Dolphins Toronto. during COVID when all the people left. Remember. Oh yeah, I do. I do remember that. The world, na- nature is healing. Yeah, and then yeah. you know, COVID's, COVID's again, over whatever. now. COVID's <laughs> done. So we had we had to go kill all the dolphins. Sorry, guys. Uh, Toronto. Speaking of extinct species, uh, Toronto. The Raptors one and three in their last four. They beat the Hornets. They lost to the Pelicans, Thunder, and Rockets. Another team that was very active at the deadline. They moved Otto Porter and Kira Lewis, and their first round pick to pick up Kelly Olynyk. And Agbaji, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Uh, maybe O'Shea, O'Shea Agbaji. Um, but I think it might yeah. be o- yeah, O'Chai. That sounds more familiar. I yeah, he's yeah. I I definitely should know this, but I watched too many games on mute to know. So all all I know is he uh, was the best looking man in Salt Lake City, and now he might be the best looking man in Toronto. Yeah. You watch games on mute. See, I like to be overstimulated when I'm sitting around. So, like, well, I'm the I, guy. I listen to other stuff. I don't. I don't listen to the to the commentary. I listen to like other podcasts or like music or stuff. Oh, I don't. I, yeah. I have the com- I have the commentary on, and then sometimes I'll have 
like a video game on and then I'll have like my TikTok open on my leg and I'll just like <laughs> scroll every time I get sick of the video looping and I'm like, yeah, this is good for me. This is really so good. So when you, when you saw the Apple Apple Pro headset where you got like 10 things on the screen at once, you're like, I got it. That's an investment. That's a right. I need it. I need it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Subway Surfers uh, life. Yeah, I'll just have like Subway Surfers highlights going in the bottom half of my vision at all times. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about, uh, the Kelly Olenek pickup and Agbaji's not bad. I think he's uh, going to be a pretty solid role player. Uh, so I don't know, maybe he is better than whoever you take with your, uh, first round pick this upcoming season. Does it, it doesn't really feel like that. And I'm pretty sure you need to re-sign Olenek in the off season. So I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird move. It, it got a is, little bit of scrutiny expiring? online. I believe so. Let me check real quick. Yeah, that, that, it is. It is kind of a weird move. Um, they didn't move Bruce Brown because they, they, I guess there weren't too many great offers out there, um, and so they said we're going to wait till draft time to trade him. So they, they have him for now. Um, they traded Dennis because uh, he was he was upset with his role. Um, I think he did not sign up to be on like a rebuilding team that trades uh, Siakam and and Anunobi. And um, then they get quickly and they start playing quickly. And so he's like, oh, come on, guys. So that was they're losing a good player, but they're doing right by the player. So he can he can get what he wants. Um, But, yeah, they they waived uh, Dinwiddie. And then, yeah, they got Olenek and Abaji for Kira Lewis, OPJ and a first. So, yeah, why are why exactly? I guess I guess they are thinking the draft is so weak that we're not going to get anybody better than this, but it's, it's very interesting move because it feels like a win now move, but uh, why are they trying to win now? Scotty's an all-star, but I don't know. Yeah, what I mean, win now we just traded Siakam and OG. We're five and 11 since the, the OG trade win now mode. Let's get it. Lock in. It's weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, and Olenek is for sure expiring, by the way, he's done. He's an unre- unrestricted free agent this off season, but, uh, He's also been good. I think he'll get and a he's fair from amount. Canada. He is, yes. Team Canada. I, they were going to – who else could they get? I know Wiggins is they Canadian. They have RJ. Um, uh, Dylan, SGA, Dylan maybe Jamal Murray too. Um, mm. They're putting together a super team up there of Canucks. So, yeah, the Bruce Brown retain, that's a little strange. But like you said, once draft time rolls around, I expect them to start shopping him a little bit again. But, yeah, I don't know. Active rebuilding is still the road forward. They're full on tanking this season. But like you said, Scotty Barnes, all-star good for him. I, I liked the nod. Um, Him. If you had to pick, I think he's been more consistent than Jared Allen. Jared Allen had like a weird 15 game start to the season. If I remember correctly, where the numbers were a little bit down. Uh, He's been phenomenal lately, but Scotty Barnes, big step forward this season, all-star, I like it a lot. A lot of people got a weird amount of pushback. It's weird how much more liked Paolo is than Scotty Barnes. That surprised me. Yeah, it's yeah. I've 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 learned this. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I if if I am a Jarrett Allen fan, I am I am mad. I'm like, what the heck? I I deserve this more than you. But but yeah, Scotty Scotty's not the least deserving All Star. Yes, um, and that's all we'll say about that, even though I literally already name-dropped the guy. 
if you want to hear more, head on over to State of the League Patreon to hear us discuss this in more depth last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, I mean, we were not hating. We were given full on, just like straight up analysis. I didn't say anything <laughs> mean. I didn't say anything subjective. But Jared Allen's got no drip, so that's <gasps> that is what it is. He's got he dresses like he's good at Smash Bros. That's what the internet's <laughs> saying. He's got no that's swag. Crap. You know who has swag? You know who has drip? You know who, who has, has swag? Uh, who has drip? The, the Charlotte Hornets, except oh. for uh, except for Miles. <laughs> yeah, but beyond that, he, I mean, they've need, all he got needs some. He needs some orange jumpsuit drip, is what he needs. <laughs> hey, hey, got his ass. Go to prison. We'll see. You got a court date coming up, buddy. Um, Hornets zero and four in their last four losses to the Raptors, Pacers, <laughs> Thunder, and Lakers. Um. I am glad Miles Bridges isn't on a team that I have to pay attention to. Uh, but they did lose the trade deadline by keeping him. How the fuck does he have a no trade clause? Oh my god! Um, and then I wrote down the PJ Washington trade. How'd you feel about that off the top? It's it's very interesting. I think it could back. It's it's it could backfire because he's not shooting well, and uh, I don't know how good he is defensively um, because. Yeah, with with guys like these, like even when I watch the Hornets, like I'm I'm like to really get a feel for guy, I have to like lock in on him, uh, just personally like watching him, um, mm-hmm. and and I have not necessarily done that for like oh I got a sneeze coming, oh shit here we go lock in everybody <laughs> bless you there's a there's a squirrel right in front of me looking at me while I sneeze what if it's a dead Damn. ancestor of mine who says feel feel safe to sneeze no this squirrel has big balls I think. Um, oh my the, uh, God. the, uh, what, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, PJ Washington. Yeah. Um, so for them, not, not the craziest move. Um, they're bringing in Grant Williams and Seth Curry. Um, I am incredibly excited to see Grant Williams in that locker room because he's very annoying. <laughs> All the Celtics guys are like, well, so first off, college basketball fans hate Grant Williams. Grant w- Williams at Tennessee was like the most annoying guy on earth. Um, Celtics fans and Celtics players like uh, <laughs> Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're like, he's so annoying. We're, we're happy to see him again, but he's so annoying. <laughs> and then uh, after the Mavericks traded him, there's like a report that came out like we traded him because he's so super annoying. <laughs> so I wonder how that is going to uh, mesh with LaMelo, <laughs> with Miles Bridges, with all these guys. And like, I, yeah, I feel like if, if there was, is there going to be a fight? <laughs> is he, if there was ever somebody to bring up uh, Miles Bridges' situation to him, I feel like it could be Grant <laughs> Williams. So I wonder, oh I wonder what's going to go on there. Um, but yeah, they, they also traded Gordon. Um, I got a spam call. Uh, Gordon Hayward for Bertons, Michich, and two second rounders. So and Trey Mann. Of... Don't don't disrespect oh, Trey Mann. Trey Mann, Man. yes, Trey Mann. So Trey Mann, um, I think I had him like sixth on my board or something in 2021. Way too high. Um, <laughs> he doesn't go sixth in a in a redraft. Come on. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but uh very cool player, cool handle, cool deceleration, cool pull-up three-point shooting. Um, but I think uh, the rim, rim 
penetration rim finishing not necessarily great and also he hasn't shot it as well as i hoped so yeah. but he's had a lot of guys in front of him no case so possibly that's... uh like the anti the anti grant williams because everybody was super mm-hmm. sad to see him leave oklahoma city like great all his all, all his teammates were like fuck the trade's gone oh man so like uh maybe they'll cancel each other out maybe grant williams will be like uh Guys, coach is right, and Trey will be like, everyone, <laughs> everyone, quiet. It's fine, it's fine. Just leave him alone. He's trying his best. He's not used to being this bad. It's okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like Hayward for OKC. We could probably talk about it more from their perspective. Yeah, in the West, in the Patreon. If you want to, if you want to know mm-hmm. what Oklahoma City is going to do with Gordon Hayward, you gotta go subscribe to Patreon.com/slash State of the League. That's the only way I'm going to talk to you about it. Um, from uh, from Charlotte's perspective. It feels like like a mini like a role player hall almost where you get uh Trey Man, uh, I don't know the upside for Trey Man at this point is like if he's a rotation player you hit it out of the fucking park, uh but Bertans is 16 mil off the books after next season and cash and you get two second round picks that's not too bad for Gordon Hayward uh, I I liked it I feel like they've sold selling him and selling Rogier they they timed it really well this season PJ Washington. It's like a little, I don't know. It's fine. He's not as good as his numbers would suggest, I don't think. Uh, like in terms of just looking and being like, oh, shit, 16 points per game. But yeah. uh, Charlotte has this really weird thing where if they're not playing a seven-footer, their entire front court's like 6'8", it seems like. Uh, yeah. And P.J. Washington definitely fits <laughs> that mold. So I don't know. In terms of just getting back to a traditional one through five lineup, probably good that they're moving off of him uh getting a first round pick for pj was nice the fact that it's in 2027 kind of sucks kind of takes the wind out of the sails there a little bit but uh that could be know. a good year it could it's, <laughs> it's not this year so who cares the, the, the maps were like do you want our first round pick and they're like fuck no What's what's your twenty seven look like? They're like can... Luca will be out of there by then. <laughs> we want I mean that's that's why that's what I thought uh I don't know. That's where my mind went, I guess. He he might not be. He probably won't be. But uh, I didn't see any protections on that motherfucker. So, Luca, oh, demand oh, out. Oh, it would be fun. It would be entertaining. We need a superstar in Charlotte. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the LaMelo-Luca pairing could, could, move, <laughs> could move walls. Um. Other than that, Seth Curry, sixth man of the year next year to uh, supplement the Dell Curry legacy. Hornets six men. I like it. I like the odds. What if, so I'm gonna put... what if they can get Steph now? Wow, because his brother's oh. there in his hometown. Some are saying. Some are saying. That's what the rumor. I don't know. Sources say. I got to work that into my vocab now that I'm part of NBA media. Sources <laughs> say. I don't know, man. Uh, Yeah. Sources say. That the Wizards aren't very good this season. Uh, wait, Washington wait, hold was, on. We, we oh, didn't talk about. Let them rip. Let them rip. They waived James Booknight, rest in peace. Ish Smith and Frank Nilakina. So, oh, I did. I, I saw a funny tweet where it was like <laughs> Ish Smith was their starting point guard twenty four hours ago, uh, and he just got waived. Oh, which I, I saw someone say like uh, Killian Hayes started twenty four hours ago. Is this the first time someone's been just straight up waived after starting? <laughs> so I guess no. I guess they both of them. <laughs> yeah, um, NBA champion Ish Smith got a ring. I, I want to see him bounce. Um, huh? Bring it back Bring to it back Denver. To Ooh, I don't know. Uh, Reggie Jackson's <laughs> pretty good. He's better than Ish Smith. But uh, Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan, pick and rolls—nothing like it in the world. It's uh, 
oh, it's yeah. truly it's the definition of garbage time. It's 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 something you only get a couple times during your life. Uh, the Wizards. 0-4 in their last four games. Losses to the Cavs, Suns, Heat, and Clippers. They stink. They traded Daniel Gafford to the Mavericks for Rashawn Holmes and the 24 first-round pick that Charlotte didn't want. Um, This is a fine return on Daniel Gafford. I feel like he should slot in nicely next to Luka. Again, if you want to really hear how I think, stateoftheleague.com, Patreon, scratch that, reverse it, uh, Willy Wonka style. Um, Holmes hey, is next you never had chocolate um (laughs) all right Rashawn Holmes is 12 million expiring after next season this opens up my Marvin Bagley starter agenda I'll be pushing that a little bit once he's healthy again but uh yeah how do you feel about the Wizards so so I got I I read some reporting shout out to the athletics Josh Robbins so why didn't they trade uh Tyus Jones or DeLon Wright or Kuzma well, um, Tyus Jones, nobody really wanted him for their starting point guard spot, and so nobody really wanted to give up a first for him. Uh, there were a lot of teams willing to give up seconds, but the Wizards thought about it, and they were like, well, you know what? We don't really want all those second rounders. You know who actually could use him as a starter next year? Us. So maybe we will resign him. So they're like, we'll think about it in the offseason, so we'll just keep Tyus Jones for now. Um DeLon Wright, there were no good offers. Um, it apparently they would have had to take on salaries uh, to get a late second round pick. So they're like, that's not worth it. Um, they came close to accepting one offer for Kuzma, um, but the Wizards sources would not reveal the identity of the potential trade partner. Um, but additional reporting revealed that the uh, uh, the suitor almost certainly was the Mavericks and not the Sacramento Kings. So the Mavericks came real close to getting uh, Kuzma, um, but the Mavericks offer was not compelling enough to the Wizards who wanted a home run offer and not just a fair offer. Um, so, yeah, so... Oh, Washington's asking price was said to be at least two first-round picks. So they keep Kuzma. Um, they have him under control for a few years. His salary is descending. So they were basically like, "Hey, we'll we'll uh, we'll get we'll we'll trade him at some point. We'll we'll get some some assets out of him at some point." Um, and so they ended up only trading Daniel Gafford. So rest in peace, Daniel Gafford, on the Wizards. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what I had written down was, uh, Kuzma's contract is structure. It's descending and with how the draft like, uh, sucks this season. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they make a, a, a bigger swing sometime next year. Uh, and it could be, it could even end up being more lucrative than taking a mid deal now, just because of, uh, yeah, maybe he'll be in a little bit more demand next season. Other than that, Gafford's nickname was the landlord in DC. I never really, I'm not a big fan of those. So I was like, weird. His and he would say the rent is due. And I was like, ah, oh, I, I paid to be here. I'm fine. I paid my rent. Uh, and it's not true, actually. Shout out to Monumental Sports, uh, my my secret insider. Uh, he gives me free tickets sometimes. Oh. Um, and then Jordan Poole, Ooh, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but he got booed very heavily in a loss to Cleveland, which was probably a winnable game if he was just like average in that game. But oh yeah, shit, Sam Merrill in isolation. He was putting the fucking clamps on the pool party. He threw a, he threw a, 
a sham wow in the pool and it sucked it all up. So yeah, shout out to Merrill. Uh, shout That's out to the what Cavs. He does, baby. That's what he does. He's locked down. First team all defense. That gif of Tony Allen. Um, all right, a more fun, a more uplifting story. This is our uh, cat rescued from a tree story of the week. Is the Pistons oh. are two and two uh, in their last four mm. games. They beat the Blazers. They beat the Kings. Pretty active at the deadline, which we already talked about the other end of this trade. How do you feel about Alec Burks and Bogdanovich moving to New York from the Pistons' perspective? Um, from the Pistons' perspective, it's fine. You gotta wonder, um, like, were there were there better deals out there? I don't know. Let's see. What do I have written? Oh, oh, I have some stuff written down. So the Detroit Pistons made more trades than any other NBA team during trade deadline week. And at one point they had 18 players on their roster. That's way too many. Um, so out of the entire week, this is who they got. They got uh, Simon Fontecchio, famous for obstructing ice price minutes in Utah. Um, Quentin Grimes, Troy Brown Jr., Malachi Malachi Flynn, Shake Milton, and Evan Fournier, who I believe they bought out. Um, and this is who left the team. Killian Hayes, Joe Harris, Kevin Knox, Bogdanovich, Burks, and Monty Morris. And so uh, also if you factor in that they brought in Mike Muscala and Gallinari on January 14th. Uh, or no. Wait. Yeah, yeah. And they traded him for Bagley, Livers, and second-round picks. So the, the Pistons, they're changing things up. They're, they're getting whole new faces in there. They did trade their two best shooters, maybe, on a team that really needs, needs shooting. Um, but I think the number one move is uh, like like taking the pacifier out of the, the baby's hand so he stops ruining his teeth. They, they cut Killian Hayes, and they were like, listen, you need to stop. The, it, it's like Moneyball when they were like, play Chris Pratt and the coach is like I'm not playing Chris Pratt and then he's like guess what we traded Pena it's like god dang it I have to play Chris Pratt except in this in this instance it's not some it's not some like uh injury ridden like washed up player who's actually really good at one specific thing it's Jaden Ivey one of the best athletes in the entire NBA are they better without Cade no Cade came back and they were good again so uh, the Pistons, they're back on top. Quentin Grimes, good piece to add. I'm I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, addition by subtraction, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with that as well. Uh, I don't know. Jade and Ivy rocks, and I'm hoping this is uh, just like a full step forward into Monty Williams. Does Monty Williams really want to get fired? Like, is this – I so think fun. he's trying – he must be trying to force their hand, and they're like, we cannot – fire him man we can't we paid too much for this that's so funny that like through everything through it all he tried his best and god damn it jaden ivy 37 points against the kings beats them by like 13 points uh they just came back last night from 23 down against the portland trailblazers they overcame 49 points from jeremy grant to win the game Jalen really was going nuts in, yes. in the fourth quarter in overtime. All right. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Pistons. I don't know. It's not as bad as it once looked. You guys will be fine. This is what it means to have direction is that sometimes you need to be bad. You could be winning. You could be winning 38 games a year. You could be doing that. Uh, which, You're in I mean, a better spot than the Bulls. I'll tell you yeah. that. Much. Awards. 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 Jeremy Lin, Linsanity Player of the Week. Who do you have? 
I have Kobe White, the only bright spot of the Chicago Bulls. 29-6-7, 53, 52, 86 shooting, 69% true shooting, high volume, three-point shooting is nasty. What a great player. The only, he, he's just like the last, the last star trying to escape the black hole. It's like one glimmer of light. It's all <laughs> darkness behind him. He's a, uh, yeah. In oh shit, you just watched Interstellar. Yeah, he's the robot mm-hmm. in Interstellar that's like flying mm-hmm. the ship. That's and he's like in the event horizon. He's like Matthew McConaughey. I'm just an AI, but I still <laughs> liked you, bro. Salute, <laughs> robot salute. Um, yeah, shout out Kobe White. Also mine. Uh, yeah, he was my player of the week as well. He's been fucking phenomenal. Like so, so, so good. Um, he's also and eh, no, I won't spoil it. Ferris Bueller's week off. Um, yeah, Cubby White rocks. That's all I got for that. But Ferris Bueller's week off, I had Jordan Poole, um, seven points on 29% true shooting this week. Uh, that might be the lowest true shooting percentage we've ever had in this category. He did average seven assists with one turnover, but it, it's not, it can't redeem you, man. Just horrible, horrible, horrible basketball. Um, and yeah, he got booed at home. Uh, in a winnable game so that's i feel bad uh this is i i know you can do better than this hopefully you're the forks comeback player of the week at some point jordan but for this week yeah i don't know you're at the art museum you're definitely not playing basketball well who do you got for this award you should have gone to the game and cheered for him and been the been the one voice in the crowd saying it's okay jordan you can you can do better <laughs> um i had tyrese maxi because ever since that fifty point game, he's he's been struggling a little bit. He's he's been he's been away. So Tyrese Maxey, you gotta gotta get back on the horse. Um, ooh, excuse me, Forks comeback player of the week. Let's say it. Let's say it on three. You ready? Three. Oh wait, one, two, three, or three, two, one. Uh, one, two, three. All right, one, one two, two, three. three. Jalen Durant. Wagner. Oh, all right. <laughs> Give me the Franz case. Give me the Franz case. Um, so Franz Wagner had his two highest scoring games of the season in this past week. He dropped 38 he dropped like 36 or 34 something. And so um, he's been someone's parking near me. Yeah, um, I can and- tell you're really looking around <laughs> and shifty like <laughs> someone's walking in like a dog. There's a lot going on. Um, Franz Wagner. Um yeah, he's he's playing he's playing uh, great basketball. Remember at the start of the season, everyone's like, "This guy's ass." Well, not anymore. So not he's anymore. back. Fucking morons. Jalen Durant, um, the second coming of Dwight Howard, as we've all said <laughs> multiple times. Two and two record for the Pistons this week. He averaged eighteen points and thirteen rebounds on seventy-seven percent true shooting. Uh, shot ninety percent from the line on like five takes a game this week. So that that uh, I don't know for a, for like a ripped big guy. Like in terms <laughs> of a uh, the I don't know the graph where it's like how good your arms look versus how good your free throw percentage is. You're looking at like Dwight Howard, um, David Robinson range, which David Robinson's probably fine at free throws, but Dwight Howard sucked. Uh. Regardless, Duran had 13 points, 11 rebounds, and three blocks in the fourth quarter and overtime alone of the Blazers' win last night, where he went for like 27 points, 22 rebounds, and then the three blocks. He was really, really good. He's been very physically imposing. Cooked DeAndre Ayton. Uh, yeah, shout out to Jalen Duran. Uh, a nice bright spot in the Pistons' future. I like him a lot. Um, 
All right. Who's your clutch player of the week? My clutch player of the week is Jalen Duran. I'm a oh, at the fuck. moment. I watched him last night. I watched him have clutch buckets, clutch blocks down the stretch of that Portland game. He was so awesome. I thought, this guy's clutch. I'm writing him down. Hell yeah. There wasn't, yeah, it was a great play in overtime. I think it was like literally last minute of overtime where somebody, Detroit got a good turnover and they fucked up the layup. And I was like, oh, double overtime. Let's get it. And then Duran just fucking slammed it on the putback. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. All right. Jalen, relax, please. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. He's fun. Mine was Kobe White. Uh, all week. I'm not, I'm literally the reverse of you. Not a prisoner of the moment. Back it up with cold, hard facts and numbers. <laughs> um, he's averaging 13 points per game in the fourth quarter over his last four games on 80% true shooting. He has scored double digits in all fourth quarters of the Bulls game this week, including 21 in the fourth to send the Timberwolves game into overtime after a 23-point comeback, which they ended up winning. He's been uh, – yeah, he's, he's, he's good. Hot take. Shout out Kobe White. Woo! Woo, go Bulls, baby. Uh, and that, I mean, damn. Sorry, I feel like we're robbing you guys because I only we, we only cranked out an hour and 43 minutes instead of the usual <laughs> two hours, 10 minutes. We're, we're 30 minutes short this week. Shit, shit. Um, where can the people find you, Pablo? Costumes TV China NBA, um, Pablo Escobar on TikTok, and the State of the League Patreon. Please, please become our lobbyists. Yeah, become a lobbyist. Uh, if you want us to not hate on Paolo, if you want me to say that Paolo should be a starter based strictly on numerical evidence, I'll say it. If you give me five dollars a month, um, we gotta add a higher tier for that for me. <laughs> Eight dollars a month, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, but patreon.com/slash state of the league. This is the free episode this week. Obviously, you didn't pay any money to listen to this, you cheap fuck, but. Uh, there's, I don't know. We'll we'll crank out some other fun shit over there soon. I've said we'll add a Discord in every promo so far. I have not done it yet. That's on fraud. me. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. I'm like a, I'm like Troy Weaver in 2020, where I'm like, I'm really gonna turn this franchise around. And then four years later, shit has not changed. But it won't take me four years. I promise. I got to figure out how to put a password on a Discord server. I'm old. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out soon. Uh, Jokic, Joestar, everywhere, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, I haven't done Goodreads. Maybe I'll sign up for that soon. But uh, other than that, yeah, thanks, thanks everybody, for tuning in. You guys fucking rock. Uh, and I'll, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.